Hello, guys. Welcome to Speaking English Podcast. I'm your host, Bella, and I'm here to help you to improve your English listening and gain new perspective of the world. Every episode, I share with you motivating stories and fascinating facts about our planet, different countries, and cultures. We talk about human brain, emotions, happiness, love, and friendship. This is not just a language podcast. It is a podcast about life, beautiful itself. So, yes, hello, you are here and that's awesome. Thank you for coming back. It's July and it's super hot. I, I don't know. Let's not talk about this. It's usually the case. It's always hot here. So today I'm here with a new exciting topic. I've been studying this um, for a couple of months and it got really interested. So sleep, yeah. Uh, this episode is based on the book. Matthew Walker is the author. Why we sleep? Very simple, but is so deep, and I, I'm sure you're gonna love it. So here we go. Before we start, though, I have to say that I'm not in my usual location, so my recording room is <laughs> sorry, but not here. And if you hear any extra noises, I apologize, but this is the best I can do, okay? We can handle it one time, right? Okay, so why we sleep? Uh, the problem that we face nowadays, all of us, is we don't sleep, right? Or we sleep, but not enough. And that's why the the explanation that Matthew starts with in his book. He says that it's very interesting that human beings are the only species that deliberately deprive themselves of sleep for no apparent reason. Uh, apparently, we were not designed to do that to ourselves. And that's why uh, when you are under sleep or not enough sleep, right? Under sleep, you're not getting enough sleep. Things around you just sort of implode or get chaotic so quickly uh, within our brain and the body. Uh, simply put, not sleeping is not good for our brain and body. We're going to go deep now, dive to this topic and see what exactly it does to our brain and how we can fix it. Or at least, what can we do to improve the situation? Sleep seems to be the most unproductive thing we do. It seems like we spend a third of our lives just motionless with, with um, doing nothing, move, not moving, um, while we think, right, we could be getting stuff done. We could use that time doing something. 
But if you could see what the brain was doing while you sleep, it actually is the most productive thing you do all day, right? So the book that I'm talking about, uh, Why We Sleep, Matthew Walker, by the way, you should read this, okay? This is a must-read. I am going to do the overview, but this is not going to replace the actual reading. So if you're looking for something to read, this is the thing. So Matthew Walker has studied sleep over two decades, right? And what he has found that during sleep, our brain transition between three types of sleep. This, I think we all know, deep sleep, light sleep, and rum sleep, also known as uh, dream sleep. Every 90 minutes, we cycle through these three phases of sleep, but not every sleep cycle is the same, right? So when we fall asleep, the first 90 minutes of sleep is mostly deep sleep. When you stay up a bit later than normal to watch a movie or browse the internet, you are actually sacrificing a large portion of your deep sleep that night. And that's something you might regret. Because you can think of deep sleep like a mail delivery service. And um, there is a structure that sits on the left and uh, on the right side of your brain called the hippocampus, right? And the hippocampus uh, is like the informational inbox of your brain. It's very good at receiving information in files. So during the day, uh, you have this mail room and you have these packages coming in. And this mail room is your hippocampus, right? A temporary storage space in your brain, okay? All information you receive during the day, it's like those packages. Uh, for example, like a person's name or um, a video clip you watched or uh, the, the steps of the new work procedure. Anything you learned during the day, it's a piece of information that your brain stores in hippocampus, right? Uh, what happens when you fall into a deep sleep you start that process of delivering those packages from the mailroom, from the temporary uh, hippocampus, to out of that hippocampus to the permanent address in your brain. But if you decide to stay up late and skip out the first two hours of regular sleep, then what happens? You fail to get those packages to their intended destination. And what's sad is the content of those packages might be lost forever. Why do we say that the information might be lost forever? Because right after deep sleep is a period of light sleep. And light sleep is like, um, let's say, the mail room cleaning stuff. Its job is to clear the hippocampus every day because just imagine, after being awake for, I don't know, 16 hours, 
It's kind of hard for your hippocampus to hold on any new information. That's why when you are staying up late to read a textbook, you often find yourself reading the same paragraph over and over again, failing to comprehend actually what you're reading. Light sleep is a mental refresh which renews your ability to learn new facts, right? Now, to prove this, uh, Matthew Walker invited two groups of students into his lab. And one group of students had just um, pulled an all-nighter, right? All-nighter. And the other group of students got a full night of sleep. So one group did not sleep, the other group got a full night of sleep. And what did he do? He gave them study to um, the same set of facts, and then they, they had to sleep for two full nights, right? And then he looked at their performance. The results were um, the structure the brain structure, uh, in those people who had a full night of sleep before the test, he saw lots of healthy learning-related activities. Where those who were like sleep-deprived, didn't sleep enough, uh, he could not find any significant, significant signal whatsoever in the brain. So it's almost as though sleep deprivation has like shut down their memory inbox and any new incoming files it wasn't possible to find. At the end of the experiment, he tested these two groups, um, how many facts they could recall or remember. And interestingly enough, the first group, the sleep-deprived group, remembered only 60% of the facts. And uh, the second group, who had enough full night sleep, remembered um, 100% facts. This is significant. That's a big difference, right? Uh, Matthew continues. Uh, he says, most of our life, uh, sleep is at the end of our regular sleep schedules. That means that waking up early to study is actually counterproductive. Not productive, right? Counterproductive. Waking up early and only getting five or six hours of sleep severely impaired ability to learn or decreases our ability to learn new information. And if you get up much earlier than normal, let's say 5 a.m., uh, when you typically wake up at 7 a.m., you're also missing out on the majority of your RAM sleep. Okay, what is a RAM sleep? RAM is uh, rapid eye movement, right? RAM. If you could take a look on yourself during your RAM sleep, uh, you would see your eyeballs rapidly moving underneath your eyelids 
and you look a bit crazy. <laughs> and if you feel the rest of your body, you see nothing. Because during REM sleep, the rest of your body is completely paralyzed. What happens in your brain during REM sleep? Um, it's, let's use the, the analogy. Deep sleep, the first phase of your sleep, is like a program that stores uh, handwritten notes. Remember? The information uh, that you made during the day. And that program um, takes those notes to the permanent cloud-based uh, system. So the RAM is like a program that goes through all those nodes in the cloud that you made during the day, combined them, edit them, and produces a story that you can understand. When you enter RAM sleep, your mind gets to work. It's trying to make sense of what happened during the day, to, to, to put all the pieces together. What's cool about this, that to do this, to make sense of what happened during the day, the RAM uh, sleep makes connections between newly stored information and previously stored information. And this connection that it makes are sometimes bizarre and something that you've never think to do while you are awake, right? But the beauty of it that most of the time the result of this work is a creative breakthrough. For writers, this means waking up with an outline for the next chapter in mind. For entrepreneurs, that means waking up with a maybe new product strategy. For scientists, this means waking up with a perfect experiment in mind. And for musicians, it means to wake up with a perfect melody. In fact, singer and songwriter Paul McCartney, um, he woke up with the entire melody of um, his song yesterday in his mind and thought that something else actually had written a song before. So this is a pure result of RAM sleep at work. But RAM not only offers creative insights, it also offers emotional insights. And Walker explains that the dreams we experienced during REM sleep act as a form of therapy. And in his book, he says, think back to your childhood and try to recall some of the strongest memories you have. You will always notice that it's almost all of them, the memories of the emotional nature. Perhaps a particular frightening experience of being separated from your parents or almost being hit by a car in the street. Also notice, however, that your recall of those detailed memories is no longer accompanied by the same degree of emotion that was present at the time of the experience. What it means? You have not forgotten the memory but you have cast off the emotional charge or at least a significant amount of it. What it means, simply put, that without dreams, 
we would all suffer from chronic PTSD, post-traumatic syndrome. Our dreams would take us back into anxious moments. And so we can move past the anxiety and go on with our lives. If you're going through a bit of breakup or divorce, that's when the cycles of RAM sleep, dream sleep, will help you to transition from despair to hope. If deep sleep improves our ability to recall information and light sleep improves our ability to learn information, then RAM sleep improves our ability to make sense of that information and any emotions connected to that information. But if we fail to get a full night's sleep, in other words, if we do not have a full seven to nine hours of sleep and we miss any part of a deep or a light or RAM sleep, we will remember less, learn less and understand far less. Uh, without a full night's sleep, it's impossible to be our best selves. To make sure that we get a full seven to nine hours of sleep each night, our sleep needs to be our number one priority during the day. That's why every day, according to Matthew Walker, we have to schedule our sleep in our calendar and to treat it like the most important meeting of the day. To be ready for that meeting and fall into a deep sleep at the same time every day, we may build nightly habits based on two pillars of good sleep hygiene, dark and cool. And that's where it gets really interesting for me. I loved this part. So here we go. Let's think what happens when your brain detects light, especially the blue spectrum in light. It suppresses the release of melatonin. Okay, um, Suppresses means it doesn't let the work of melatonin happen. And that's not good. Because melatonin is important, it triggers your first sleep cycle and provides that initial push you need to fall into a deep sleep. And you will be surprised to learn that even small source of light like an iPad or bedside lamp have a profound impact in melatonin. A study found that reading a book on an iPad suppressed melatonin 50% more than reading a print book. And that happens for a reason, right? When the sun goes down, it's a natural sign for our body, for our brain, that it's time to sleep. However, nowadays, uh, before going to bed, even in our beds, we still using the devices such as, uh, I don't know, iPads, iPhones, any kind of phones, smartphones, and it, it's, it's just got that blue light that prevents us from falling asleep. And to fix that, 
um, he gives suggestions, right, to not use an electronic device. If you want to read, you can read a print book, and which which is the most important for me, and I've been doing that for a long time now, and I like like it. it it's really helpful uh, to put on a sleep mask for total dar- darkness, right? Uh, it's just going to help you really to sleep better. No light, good for your brain. Okay, next part is um, to keep it cool. So we talked about that uh, a good night's sleep has two pillars, like, you know, main points. The first was to keep it dark. Now, to keep it cool. Our body temperature uh, needs to drop to um, 2 or 3 Fahrenheit to fall into a deep sleep. But this is often hard for the body to do when our houses stay at room temperature. So that's why some people programmed the thermostat to drop house temperature to 65 Fahrenheit every night. And it keeps the temperature low through throughout the night. And that ensures a better quality sleep, right? Plus, what you can do is take a hot shower. Now, it seems um, weird, but what happens when you take a hot bath or hot shower, your body, your body heat goes to the surface of your body and then dissipate into the atmosphere once you get out of the shower. This dissipation of heat immediately drops the temperature to the ideal temperature for sleep. So in the end, we, we, ha- we want to focus on dark and cool setting to sleep. And that will help you to get your full seven to nine hours of sleep. And that after that, you can just reap the benefits of all three types of sleep, which were, let's remember, deep sleep, light sleep, and RAM sleep. To summarize all that information, let's repeat that deep sleep, light sleep, and RAM sleep Strengthen your memory, your ability to learn, and ability to make sense of complex problems, and also to recover from emotional setbacks. Now, that how sleep works for our brain. Um, the book also talks about immune system and connection with sleeping enough. Uh, Matthew has studied uh, immune system, specifically the um, he calls this natural killer cells, right? Every uh, immune system has natural killer cells, and those are like secret service agents, right? Uh, their goal is to identify dangerous, unwanted elements and eliminate them, to destroy them, to protect us, right? So what happens is when we do not have enough sleep and he he did this experiment, which is just just crazy. Um, four hours of sleep, just four hours of sleep, um, 
our natural killer uh, elements, the cells, drops to 70%. Can you imagine? 70% less um, those helpers in our immune system, which is, it's concerning really. It's really concerning. He also provides in his book um, very sobering statistics of direct link between cancer and lack of sleep. And I like how he said here that the link between a lack of sleep and a cancer now is so strong that the World Health Organization has classified any form of night sh- nighttime shift work as a probable future cancer. So that's how important and that's how serious and that's how sad it is actually. And because we are all learners here, I wanted to bring this information home. In other words, to explain how is it applicable to us, those who are learning um, something new, a language or whatever. So let's start with the brain and functions of learning and memory. Because what humanity discovered over the past 10 years is that we need sleep after learning to kind of hit the save button on those new memories so we don't forget them. But recently we discovered that we also need sleep before learning to actually prepare our brain like um like a dry sponge uh, ready to soak up the new information without sleep the memory circuits of the brain become waterlogged and you cannot absorb new information and to finish it up i want to say less sleep unfortunately is not an optional lifestyle luxury Sleep is a non-negotiable biological necessity. It is your life support system. And I believe it's now time for us to reclaim our right to a full night of sleep and without embarrassment and that um, unfortunate stigma of laziness. And in doing so, we can be reunited with the most powerful elixir of life. That's what I got from Matthew Walker and his book, Why We Sleep. Excellent book, easy to read. Um, I'm sure you'll love it and you'll find it very beneficial. And that's it for today. Thank you for listening. As usual, feel free to email. Uh, Your feedback is always appreciated. And I really hope to see you next time. Take care. And it brings us to the end of this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I would love to hear your feedback, guys. I'm sure you too have a story to share. Please feel free to email me to learnwithbella at gmail.com. Thanks for being here with me today. It has been a pleasure. I'm your host, Bella. Take a good care, speak English, and make sure to come back.
बाय